when I'm thinking about basketball instead of sleeping because I'm a sociopath. It's a deep, dark space, your brain. He's the guy who goes out of his way to tell you how much he doesn't care because he cares that much. I'm crumbling under the pressure of being in the prime of my life. I should just record everything I say. Welcome to I've Heard It Both Ways. It's a meditation ain't working. Swear I'm about to lose it. I'm caught up in my cranium. It's got me feeling quite clueless. The I've Heard Both Ways podcast is brought to you by no one. Because we're currently looking for sponsors. So if you're a budding entrepreneur looking to raise awareness for whatever crap product you're selling, please let us know. Anyways. We'll take any product at this point. (laughs) We will sell anything um, if you pay us. We've reached October. It's the second most wonderful time of the year. The first, I don't, we shouldn't even have to explain this because it's obvious, but the most wonderful time of the year being March March because of March Madness, baseball spring training, NBA winding down. But right now we've got MLB playoffs, NBA kicks off, tips off, excuse me. So we have a delicious menu of sports content to talk about, but I actually have a more pressing matter right now. Pulp Fiction. What's up with that? Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's just a natural way to start off the show. I, I stumbled onto some YouTube uh, action of Pulp Fiction, and my brain has just been doing pretzel somersaults ever since. Well, that's not... It's a deep, dark space, your brain, and uh, I envy you for being able to deal with that. <laughs> It's a so, gift and a curse. It's because I know that Congress has it recorded in the Library of Congress as like significant cultural contribution or whatever, but alongside like Forrest Gump and I don't even know what else, but all these other like iconic movies and, and from the pieces that I've seen, I'm like, the only thing that makes this iconic is how just back crap crazy it all is and how none of it makes any sense. It makes sense. You just have to pay attention, at least for me. That's what's awesome about good movies is you have to pay attention because if you don't get it all then it won't make sense that makes sense i guess like you I, have to be involved just, in it okay, in order to you can't just sit back and be like okay i'm a very I'm, passive consumer of movies and tv well not so much tv i find it easier to focus on tv and movies i'm just like vegging out but that's how i watch that's how i watch games is when i watch games i remember every little thing that happened i'm like i'm like lebron i can tell you what happened in the third no See, I'm just and that's why <laughs> but no i do I, I that's how i watch games i but when i watch movies i'm just like you know there's a little drool hanging out of the side of my mouth I'm like eh, that's funny so that's maybe that's why i don't know i don't have i don't have yeah, the you new need one. to involve and that's why you love sports because you involve yourself and you involve yourself in the story and the i'm sounding very cliche in the journey that the movie is taking <laughs> you on all right pump the brakes there i feel like yeah, the youtube whole... like probably 40 percent of it because Going back to Jules Diner scene, quotes that Ezekiel verse again, and it's totally made up, and he makes little variations of it each time. I was going to say, like, that verse and, ex- oh, isn't actually the, in the Bible. Yeah, that's like the point of it, is Jules is trying to turn a corner. He doesn't want to really be like does, this hitman hit anymore, anymore, and he wants to be this good shepherd, and that's the whole point of it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's like the last line of the movie. I have to pull it up now. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. That's like the last line of the whole speech. Because he the, gives him his wallet, right? Yeah. That's just wild because if someone was trying to rob me and I got the upper hand on them, I'd be like, I'm going to shoot you in the foot now. I wouldn't give him my wallet and be like, all right, go be, go have a nice life. But he's, he's turning a corner. Oh, no, I get that part. But wouldn't turning a corner be like, here, let me help you rehabilitate so that you're not a criminal anymore? Because... Or is he just taking baby steps from being a... Chronologically, it's they just went they, to Marcellus's and gave him his soul, suitcase. Soul briefcase. 
Yeah, and right before that is he they accidentally killed Marvin in the car. And right before <laughs> that they accidentally killed the guy from Psych who has the dual person Regina and Regina slash slash whatever Martin Brody is. slash okay. the can't remember other the guy. Yeah. Right before that he steals his hamburger and then kills him <laughs> to get the attache from It's a satchel. <laughs> attache just sounds pretentious. But they do call it, it in sexually. the psych episode. We just switched gears to psych for those of you who were not aware, because <laughs> all of our conversations end neither in psych. All roads lead back. All roads lead to psych. He calls it a satchel, but to me, a satchel has to like go around your shoulder. Oh, yeah, it has to have a strap, and the thing they're holding is just like a, a briefcase. Once again, we digress. He <coughs> killed the guy from Psych too. Is like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I, I, there's no way I could follow all that while I was watching. <laughs> That's why you have to see the whole movie from start to finish, Ben. Well, even just because I remember one time I watched the first like 30 minutes or whatever, and then I had to do something else. And I was just like, well, I'm really enjoying watching them dance at the diner because that's hilarious. But also, I don't understand why they're here or who, who anyone is at this point. Or yeah. So did you see like Uma Thurman Speaking of which, OD at all? I was just movie? about to bring that up. I may have done cocaine, you know, in my head a few times just for the, the novelty or the thrill or whatever, but... That scene put the fear of God in me about anything drug-related. I haven't even taken an aspirin since I saw that scene. <laughs> just like, well, if I, it's between me and drugs, I'll just, or me and doing drugs, I'll just die. Well, yeah, see, Quentin Tarantino wanted to be the guy who stabbed her with the needle. He wanted to be behind the camera yeah, for that scene. Okay. He's like, well, nothing is ever going up my nose, period. See, it has a great moral message under it. Full <laughs> fiction. Don't you do drugs, kid. Just say no. And that's why it's in the Library of Congress. <laughs> Do you want to talk about sports now? I guess we better talk about sports. Well, it's opening night of the NBA. The Celtics just handed the 76ers a thorough butt whooping. I think the 76ers are going to take a... Like, everyone's expecting them to take this huge leap. I think they'll be, like, right they where they were last year, maybe meaning, meaning a few they, games behind. Meaning they overachieved last year? Yes. I think they're not going to be this team that are competing to win the Eastern Conference yet. Really? Why not? Well. To me, to me, this feels like one of those bracket picks where you're like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. And it's it the same out. reason why you pick the 15 seed to upset the 2 seed. You Sometimes, know? Yeah, it just happens. You just have to do it. Because they picked up that Latvian gangster guy. What's his name? He's on the Bucks now. Ilya Silva. Um, oh yeah, but he's gone, and then they picked up somebody else. That I really, don't... they didn't have a GM to like three weeks ago. Yeah, they yeah, have a very similar roster, and they're just expecting. Well, the thing is, the thing is, the Celtics should be better than last year for sure. Yes, obviously having Kyrie, Kyrie all year and Hayward all year will help. Duh, and then I, mean, I would expect Toronto to be a lot better. Just yeah, because if they can get like a motivated or even just a semi-motivated Kawhi, that's a huge upgrade over DeRozan. I wouldn't be surprised if. Kawhi ends up staying in Toronto. Really? Kind of like a Paul George. Did you see the Kawhi laugh? Oh, my NBA. goodness. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, did you see, like, the edit of it? Oh, or, like, I, the I, NBC? I have not, MB- I have not oh seen that. Oh, my gosh. This is must listen to. <laughs> Let's go to the Twitterverse here and pull it up real quick. <laughs> 
That's fantastic. How's that not star power? That is the... Okay, fine, you win. Now you see why the 76ers are going to take a step back. There's no way they can compete with that. Well, I, I don't know if they'll take a step back. They just won't take any steps forward, okay. is what I would say. I agree with you there. It will appear that they are taking a step back because, because they... Yeah, it'll be stagnant. And just speaking as someone who has watched more hours of 90s basketball on YouTube than possibly anybody alive right now, that theme song, the NBA theme song from NBC is just very near and dear to my heart. You said the NBA, so the NBC one, and I was like, oh, I love that song. <laughs> but the quiet it is, it's even better, not going to lie. Honestly, so you know how Bill Walton's just like insane and insufferable now? Yes. So if, if any of you listening are, are Bill Walton commentator um, fans, I just want you to know you're dead wrong because he is terrible. Um, but he didn't used to be. Like when he did, when NBC had the finals, he would always do the finals. So like after he retired... So late 90s, early 2000s, he's on those old tapes, and he actually provides, like, good insight. Now when he does commentating, granted, he's not doing the NBA Finals. Now he's doing, like, random Pac-12 basketball games. But still, now it's just, like, he talks about being shirtless in the Arizona wilderness and talking to cactuses, whereas before it was, like, talking about footwork and the mind of a Greg Jennings, excuse me, the mind of, you know, whatever the post player is doing, so... He's come a long ways in the wrong direction. Is this the real version of Bill Walton now, or he's just playing <clears throat> to it and he's created a character of what he is now? Um, or do you think I he's think just Bill Walton is an unknowable, ununderstandable being? So I don't have an answer for so you. So you're saying Bill Walton is the Bradley Cooper of sports casting acting? No, because I love Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is enjoy. I enjoy everything Bradley Cooper does. Granted, I have. I'm just saying, talent wise and oh. in character, if if he's oh, playing, meaning Bradley Cooper can play any character. Yeah, if Bill Walton, 1990s basketball commentator, was really good, I would say that's who he was. And then he's just gotten so much traction being this crazy off the books guy that he just stuck in character with that. Or maybe he's always been the crazy guy, and he was just trying to use the knowledgeable guy to get his foot in the door so that he could be crazy later. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Cause I remember, cause I remember I haven't seen this, but I have read about him being like really like a political activist back in the eighties. And I don't know. Don't, I don't care about that at all, obviously, but who knows? So do you see anyone making a huge leap in the East? Um, cause Cavs are obviously going to take a step back. Mm hmm. Well, the, but the, would you uh, say that those top three teams are pretty much set? I would maybe say so. the order might switch up. The team I'm looking at that I think will take a big step, and maybe even in my preseason I have them ahead of Philly. They'll be about neck and neck, but the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, yep. The Bucks had low key one of the best off seasons of anybody in the NBA. More than anything, just because they brought in a coach. Oh yeah, like I. Some, I, I think sometimes we overstate the importance of coaching, a la Phil Jackson has 11 rings, but okay, Phil Jackson coached four of the 15 greatest players of all time or whatever. Just ask Meta World Peace about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the same time, like when you have a bad, a bad coach can do more harm than a good coach can do good things. I just, but that was terrible English, but you get my point, right? Yeah. So having Budenholzer, who I think is one of the coaches who actually can make a positive difference, will be... That'll be really good for the Bucks, because obviously everyone loves Giannis. I'm kind of tired of the Giannis hype, which is not a which is a disservice to him because he's just doing his thing. 
But I love Chris Middleton. I don't think Chris Middleton has ever missed a shot in his life. Because every time I watch the Bucks play, it's just Middleton raining mid-range fire. <laughs> they picked up Ilya Silva, who is low-key like one of the one of the best players that nobody talks about, if that makes sense. They drafted DiVincenzo, which is which oh, I think, I think is that a great is a steal in the draft. He's DiVincenzo's gonna be a great NBA player. Mm-hmm. Oh, they picked up Brooke Lopez. Well, that wouldn't have made me very excited because I don't have particularly strong feelings about Brooke Lopez. But, I, uh, Brooke oh, no, Lopez is no, a starting center. Here, okay, you're right, you're right. Here's why that's a good thing. The less time John Henson spends on a basketball court, the better <laughs> that team will be. I say that because Henson doesn't have like the size, uh, length, or athleticism to be like a rim runner, like a you know a DeAndre Jordan, um, Rudy Gobert type player, but he doesn't have like the three-point range or the quickness to like switch screens or do anything else. So he's okay switching screens, I guess, but he just really doesn't bring anything to the table. Like he doesn't play he plays within himself, but that within himself is such a small circle. Doesn't really add anything to the Bucks. So Lopez can obviously do I think can do much more than him. Well Lopez he was one of the first guys that I remember that came to the league that could shoot an outside shot that was over six ten, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, now all centers try and do that, but yeah, but he was one of the first in there. And poor Lopez, he's just always been on a bad team. It's true. So I think he's severely underrated. Plus, I think he'll be motivated now that he's on a good team, so he should play even better. Yeah, like, and I think he pairs well. I think that helps Giannis big time because he can step out and hit a shot, and, so Giannis can attack. And Giannis won't have to bang as much like on the defensive glass too. So yeah, that'll take some miles off him. And then defensive uh, on the bench, they have a lot of just playmakers. You mentioned DiVincenzo, Thon Maker, Pat Connaughton, Deladova. Who he's that? He's the scrappy guy. You, 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 you need, need that a on a team in order to win a championship. So I think they're a dark horse that Brogdon could sneak into that top three. We're not super high on Brogdon. Obviously, he has the the softest, he had the rookie of the year. He has the, but it's the softest rookie of the year of all time. Oh yeah. But still, he's still he's a valuable player. So he's I like your Sixers over Bucks pick, and I'm going to Bucks gonna, over Sixers, or excuse me, Bucks over Sixers. And I'm going to double down on that with you. Sweet. Where, where, do we, where do we get our bet ticket? I guess the other one that I would say is a for sure in the playoffs are the Pacers. They kind of came out of nowhere last year, mm-hmm. but Victor Oladipo kind of came into his own, and I think he's going to step it up even more this year. He did not play very well in that uh, Cavs series. But it was kind of his first experience in the playoffs oh, yeah. being the man. Because he'd been in the playoffs before, but it was the first time where he was... Well, the... he was suffocated by the black hole of Russell <laughs> Westbrook. <laughs> Pretty much. I wonder if Orlando's kicking themselves for trading him for Serge Ibaka. I would imagine so. They picked up Tyreek Evans as well. who He had like a renaissance last year in Memphis. And boy, one of the dumbest things that happened last year was Memphis... Because they were obviously tanking. I don't understand. Like once, when Tyreek Evans had had a really good start to the year, they should have traded him like for something at some point in the season. But they held on to him, and you know, and they let him walk, obviously. And now they got nothing for him. It's like they should have been able to trade him for at least like a draft pick or something. That that was kind of a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah, to a playoff team that was trying to make a last push. Exactly. Then they signed Dougie McBuckets, <laughs> Kylo Quinn. That that's a steal. They got that's him a, for like. Yeah. Nothing too. He was. I want to see his contract. Yeah, he, for like four and a half million. That that was a really good steal from the Knicks. And then no one's gonna talk about this, and he'll he won't get a lot of playing time. But my boy Edmund Sumner from Xavier. 
I honestly had no idea who that was until three seconds ago. <laughs> Looks like he's playing in the G League. He has a two-way contract. Two-way. But I loved him, Xavier. This guy can go get you buckets and plays good defense as well. He's like six five point guard. The thing is, I'm um, looking over their roster. Like I don't, I don't know how much better they can get than last year. Because Oladipo should be better, which will obviously help. Miles Turner. I think that's Miles the Turner key is, to their how much improvement <clears throat> they have is. He's an enigma wrapped in a mystery and deep fried in a conspiracy or something. I can't figure it out. I can't like. Is he good already? Is he going to be really good? Is he a bust? Like what? Help me out here. Well, I think he's a solid player right now, but. It's defensively where he really struggles. Offensively, I think he's a gifted player. Defensively, he was a mess. He gets the block. He oversells a lot, though. So and if I, he can I, jump to like a 20-point a game, if he can get six more points a game. Well, and disclaimer, I didn't watch that much of the Pacers last year. Like, I watched them in the playoffs, and then I, you know, I watched a, pe- a game every now and then. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Pacers, too. Back to the Danny Granger days. Danny Granger area, yeah. I think they kind of are stuck kind of in that Washington Wizards, Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> that could be the danger of where they are. Like, this year, that's where they are. But if they don't make any marketed improvement, they could fall into that. I mean, because last year they were expected to finish like the bottom of the oh, playoffs, yeah. and they were not going to be fun to watch or anything. And they, I honestly think they should have won that series. Like if LeBron's oh, goal yeah. ten gets called, they win that. That's series. game. That was infuriating. Speaking of the Wizards, do you think I actually like everyone hates Dwight? It's kind of it's been the trend. It's not even trendy anymore. It's just a an accepted <laughs> part of NBA of the NBA world. But just to hate Dwight Howard and assume he's a terrible basketball player. And he has his moments of horribleness, obviously, but I actually think him adding him to the Wizards is not like not a bad move. I don't think it's a bad move either. Because Gortat was pretty much useless at this point. Yeah, he's, he, sets he's not great, he sets great illegal screens. He never gets called. <laughs> I mean, he is injured again, so it'll be how many how much time he's on the floor. But if he can even show a segment of that 2010 Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. he'll be worth it. It's For sure. I don't. It'll give him some, you know, the rim protection and rebounding that they haven't really had. I mean, unless you're a big fan of Jan Mahimni or whatever. Because <laughs> I, I think, I mean, Ariza was pretty good last year. Ubre was up and down. I, I'm not an Ubre fan. I don't think. I think he's almost scratched his ceiling, which is kind of weird to say when he's only in his third year in the league. But I just see him as being kind of a, a Michael Kidd Gilchrist upgrade, basically. Okay. I like that. It's. And I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to have the wall Beal era in Washington. I mean, I guess like, this has got to be the last be, they year, seem right? to be friends now. <laughs> it's such a it's such an up and down with those two. Mm-hmm. When those two kids I think, figure no, I it think out. most of that comes from John Wall. I think John Wall is just kind of a drama queen. Because he talks, true. he talks mad trash, but he hasn't ever really, like, he hasn't done anything to back it up, I don't think. John Wall and Jimmy Butler need to get on a team here. That would be terrifying. Like so, the Gilbert Arenas incident that almost ended up in a locker room shooting. I think Jimmy Butler and John Wall together would end up in a locker room <laughs> shooting. Actual shots fired. I um, hope it happens. <laughs> we got to wrap up the East here. I honestly can't. I don't see the the playoff field changing that much. Honestly, you know, Cleveland. What? I do you think Cleveland will fall out of the playoffs? I think Cleveland's right on the edge, but the team that I'd probably move in and drop out Cleveland. And I don't know how you feel about this, but the Chicago Bulls. Really? Yeah, I, I, they have a lot of young talent. 
Markkinen's good. Markkinen, um, love Markkinen. I mean, he's injured to start the year. Who do they just draft? I was a big fan of Wendell Carter. Duke. Wendell Carter, yeah. I think he's going to be a stud as well. And then they have Robin Lopez there to kind of mentor him in there. Um, Denzel Valentine off the bench. We love Denzel Valentine. And then Zach Levine, who's crazy I, athletic. If he can... I think they'll, give, they'll probably give up a ton of points. They also signed Jabari. Yeah. They'll probably give up a ton of points, but they'll definitely be fun to watch. Oh, yeah, they have Cameron Payne, too. They have a ton of... Which, that's Bobby, all you need in Bobby the East. You Portis. need to be good on one side of the floor, and then they'll be able to sneak into the playoffs. True. So, get a 500, sneak into the playoffs. And I like Fred Hoiberg. And Bobby Portis probably won't hit anybody this year. A player you and I both love, Raleigh Alkins, has a two-way contract with the Bulls. I do love Raleigh Alkins. And I don't know about you, but I hate Alonzo Trier. Me too. Okay, just so we're on the same page there. Uh, Freaking ball hog. He's he's. Uh, I think he went, he made the Knicks preseason team. He's probably gonna just be on the end of the bench this year. But it's well, not that hard to make the Knicks this year. We we might be able to get a roster spot on the Knicks. Man, everyone was like going crazy because of Kevin Knox in summer league. But then you got to remember, like it's summer league. Like half the guys you're playing are just bums that are gonna be in Europe by the end of the year. So. Tone, tone it down a little bit. Let's switch over to the West, the much more intriguing West. <clears throat> I, okay, the much more competitive West. I'd say it's much more intriguing, too. Everyone's kind of expecting the Rockets to be right up at the top again, and I'm really looking forward to watching them crash down in the standings. Like, I'm sure they'll still make the playoffs, obviously, but I think last year, we'll look back on last year as the high watermark of the James Harden Rockets. Because there's addition by subtraction, and then there's subtraction by addition and subtraction. <laughs> Explain yourself, they sir. Walked, so they let Trevor Ariza walk, and he was a key part of that team, as we discussed on our famous first episode. Oh, uh, Mba Mute, right? Yeah. He's gone. On the Clippers now? Yeah, so two key guys, key guys in the sense that they helped you know, form that team's identity. They let those guys walk, and then they were going to plug Carmelo in. Like Carmelo is the opposite of those guys because he only scores. He doesn't play defense. Everyone, you know, everyone's everyone's just kind of acting like not everyone, but the national basketball media is acting like he's probably just gonna slide in seamlessly. And I just can't see that happening. I was with you until about August when they made the Ryan Anderson deal. Okay. Where they got Marquise Christ, who Chris. I have no Chris. I have no idea why Phoenix got rid yeah, of him. Yeah, that was a head scratcher. And they got Brandon Knight, which just adds more depth for the guards defensively. Brandon Knight okay, would excite maybe. me if it was like four years ago. <laughs> when he's getting dunked on? Yeah. Well, he was still good back then. He got and his he also has your, out. You're forgetting your boy, Michael Carter-Williams, is on the Rockets. Eh. eh. Just eh. like that, it's gone. I mean, I still like him. I'll, I'll always stand my Syracuse guys, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a particularly valuable NBA player. So I would agree to the point I you may be right on that they already hit their ceiling. Uh-huh. But well, I still think they're cuz good the teams, second team in the like, West. I feel like good teams have the main thing they're known for with the Rockets that main thing is, you know, James Harden and Chris Paul and then the th- shooting. And then they have the thing that you don't notice as much unless you really, you know, you know the game somewhat. And that was the long wing guys who could let them switch everything. Which, by the way, I'm so tired of watching guys just switch screens all the time. It's getting so old. But anyways. There's a great article on that. It is. It's on our website at sidelinedynasty.com. What was that article called, Ben? Uh, let's see. The Warriors Ruin the NBA, but Not How You Think. Ah, Go check read that it. Out. Still, still relevant. Um, but again, Mbamute and Ariza... You know, kind of made that happen because they can, you know, guard most multiple positions. Then they had, um, 
Capella, obviously, to protect the rim. So you subtract those two guys, and then you can't really... I mean, you can plug MCW and, you know, Brandon Knight in there maybe, but they're not going to do nearly as good a job at it. Like, fair point. Because the, the offense has always been there for the D'Antoni Rockets. What allowed them to take that huge leap last year was the defense, and I feel like the defense just won't be there this year. I mean, they'll be okay defensively, but not nearly as good as last year. Okay. I think that's fair. I think it will hurt them come playoff time, but I think regular season, they'll still be able to lock up like a two seed. I mean, they're still at top tier. Okay. So who do you think? Do you think anyone falls out? Well, I think Minnesota falls out okay. just because – too much. We'll see how long. Too much going on. Yeah, we'll see how long Jimmy Butler ends is still in Minnesota, and then another one I'm gonna go with. And actually, I'm going with so eight, seven, and six. They're all falling out. I was gonna agree with you on the Spurs. Wait, uh, I think that Spurs is pretty pretty obvious. They're they're a team full of really solid players, but nobody really good. Plus Dejounte Murray being yeah, that's, that's that's the that's main what reason. kills them. Yeah, and I should have brought that up first. Be the, that's what kills him is DeJounte Murray tearing his ACL and, and out for the year. And I am so it's selling, just L.A. I'm selling DeMar DeRozan short, but I've never been a big fan of his. You know, I think he's a cool guy. I don't think he's that great of a player. Do you think the Pelicans are going to be in the playoffs? Um, I mean, Anthony Davis is just becoming Godzilla as far as the NBA is concerned. So I think he, he can drag them almost by himself to like a 7 or 8 seed. And then they have a solid supporting cast. I gave you a perfect setup for your boy Rondo, and I think losing I, Rondo is really going to help That was going to be my next topic. <laughs> like, if, they, if they didn't let Rondo walk, they'd be gunning for a championship. <laughs> yeah, and... That's not true. I but. think the Pelicans are in an interesting situation where if, they're not, if they don't have a lot of success this next year, what are they going to do he's, when Anthony Davis is... He's going to walk. <laughs> yeah, so do you even... If they struggle right off the bat, do you trade Anthony Davis? Well, I mean, last year they struggled a little bit out of the gate, and then Boogie went down, and they, you know, they took off after that. Drew Holiday kind of came into his own. I think the Pelicans are just kind of expecting to pick up where they left off after Boogie got hurt and clear through the Trailblazers, which was just matchups 100% of the way why they destroyed the Trailblazers. But I see him kind of just falling. They're fighting for a playoff spot, but I'm going to actually have them fall out of the playoffs. So if, if three teams fall out, who replaces them? They the, do Le- have the, the Trayvon Blewett. Huh? The tra- they do have Trayvon Ooh, Blewett on that I roster. I love Blewett. Um, that is We're Xavier, all about that the is, two-way contracts around that, here. That is an Xavier, uh, an Xavier player that I'm familiar <laughs> with. We need um, to make a team of two-way contract players. That team could sneak into the East in the playoffs. I can already guarantee you know, that. Vander Blue's up there. But <laughs> the problem is they'd all be guards. They'd all be guards. <laughs> I mean, rebounding would be a disaster. But eh, rebounding is the least is the least cool part of basketball. <laughs> um, so sneaking into the playoffs, Lakers are I think the, are the obvious yeah, choice. LeBroncers are are going to be in. How high up do you think the Lakers would be? Yeah. I think Golden State obviously will be like a top two seed. Duh. Uh, I think the Jazz are going to be a top three seed. We'll talk about them in a minute. Um, I don't know. Like the West is just so there's just so much going on there. Yeah, I put them kind of right in that right Jazz, in that. OKC, that four, five, six area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston, Portland, all of them. Yeah, I think Portland will definitely take a step back from last year. I think they'll still Me make too. The, they'll make the playoffs. But. Yeah, I think they'll kind of be where New Orleans is. They'll kind of that's fighting for that seven, eight mm-hmm. seed. You know who I think is going to take a real leap out of the West is Denver. They have a lot of young talent. If they can learn to play defense. They just missed out last year. 
Yeah, and, and have, having Millsap all year will be huge. Yeah, because that was like he was their biggest I mean, off-season addition, and then he didn't even, he missed half the season. Talent, and they had Isaiah Thomas, and I think everyone's rooting for Isaiah Thomas at this point after all the My, stick he's I, I been don't know through. About that, but I know I'm rooting for him. So okay, that's, that's all that matters. So the they're really their only weakness is Trey Lyles. <laughs> what a schmuck! They don't have any great two-way players. It's gonna it's gonna hurt him. I love. I wish Michael Porter was healthy because I'd love to see what he could. Do we be. know? Do we know if he's going to play this year? So he had back surgery in July. Okay. It's out indefinitely. Oh, yeah, that's, that's so I don't think he'll. You will see him this year. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. I mean, I think if if he can get healthy, he'll be really good. But they also. I kind of wanted the Jazz to take him honestly, just like trade up for him. Yeah. Or just wait for Denver to trade him to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was expecting. I'm pretty sure I tweeted out, okay, where's the trade? Because we, I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> he looked good in preseason. Grayson Allen did. Okay, so did Kevin Knox. And That's true. That's I mean, true. I love Jaron Jackson, but he's not going to be the god he was in preseason. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Knox, Knox looked great in summer league. Oh. Grayson Allen looked great in preseason. There, there is a big difference. Okay. Neither, neither really difference matters, there. but... I do, but going back to the Nuggets, love Gary Harris as well. Big one of my favorite players. We just love Michigan State alumni as well. But <laughs> Gary Harris gives us a lot to love, so that's okay. Monte Morris. Jamal. Yeah, you just look at their roster. And Jamal Murray. Have, I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray. Um, there was that I one. like Jamal Murray offensively. Defensively, yeah, he's a he needs to step up. Yeah. And that might be because he's going to draw a lot of those tough matchups. He's going to guard that other guy because Gary Harris will, mm-hmm. Gary Harris or Will Barton will draw the number one. And then he's got to be able to play some great help defense. If, if nothing else, the Nuggets will be fun to watch. So Yeah, so I think they'll jump up and they'll be in that conversation with Utah, OKC, LA. Kind of for those middle, middle fourth, middle three seeds. Yeah. And you, and then who's your last team to sneak into the playoffs? My last team is the good old Mike Conley's and the Mike Conley's. <laughs> Mike and the Conley's. Yep. I like it. Grit and grind forever. The gr- Grizzlies, everyone's got... <clears throat> so he's going to play more than 12 games, first of all. And That's, then they've also made a, a lot of offseason moves. They've got our guy, slow-mo, Kyle Anderson. Another reason why the Spurs are going to fall out. But no team that ever let go of slow mo has done well previously, or excuse me, afterward. Hundred percent true. <laughs> UCLA as well. Table yes. didn't get didn't come back until Lonzo brought him back. True. And then they have Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, who knows about Marcus All? But I think Marcus All will be mo- will you know be more motivated this year because I mean last year he just you know he knew it was the it was a lost season so he's like what am I even doing here. If Chandler Parsons could be a Chandler Parsons even before the Dallas contract, um, like a Houston Dallas, a Houston Chandler Parsons, that'd be great. I like Wayne Selden, Ivan Rabb, he's a working part. You know, Javon Carter, he's going to be the steal of the second round. I, I don't want to say that right now. I could not agree more. He, I loved watching him at West Virginia. I would not be surprised if he's like that six man or even comes in and just be, is that junkyard dog that every team needs there he's he's there's very a lot of value he's gonna have a long career in the nba certainly i truly believe that the grizzlies will be our surprise playoff team they're my dark horse pick to make the playoffs and i'm really rooting for them to do that their over under in vegas is 30 wins oh they're gonna smash it that's what i'm i'm gunning for 44 let's go 44 wow 
Although, honestly, 44 wins will barely get you into the playoffs. Exactly. They're not sneaking into that playoff, no, those playoffs. So I, I just want to get this out into the interweb space uh, now. I think Alec Burks and Dante Exum are both going to have major breakout years this year. I've been, I'm buying up all the real estate on Exum Island and Burks Beach, and I'm super excited to sell it high, you know, later in the season. Exum looked better and better as the, you know, he didn't play a lot last year because of the injury, but when he came back, I feel like he just got better and better. Great athleticism, upside. He, just need, he needs to learn how to finish. That's he doesn't right. have to be a great shooter. He's just because he's so athletic, has the long arms. And sometimes he pushes, presses too much and turns the ball over. I think that's just lack of experience. Which he's, he's basically lost like a season and then three quarters of another season to injury. So that'll come with experience. And then Burks, Burks is just like instant offense. Like, you know, if the Jazz team is struggling for offense, like you just got to plug in Burks for 15 minutes a night and let him do his thing. He'll shoot 40 shots in those 15 minutes. Yeah, he'll have 20 points. It's okay. So when you when you want to get on the Exum and Burks wagon, contact me. I'll get on the Exum back wagon with you, but Burks, no. I still believe. I, I can't. I, have always believed I can't in, get on that one. I've always believed in Burks. I feel like your heart just your heart wants it so badly, but Alec Burks is not worth his eleven million. We'll see. I look forward to revisiting, yet this, to revisiting this at a later date. We'll see. Yeah, I like it. So, Alec Burks, your most improved player of the year, then? No, Exum. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me say this. I'm higher on Exum than I am on Burks, if that makes you feel any more any better. Yeah, that does. With this upcoming of role players on the Jazz, do you think they're going to be that two seed? Hmm. Or who would you put that two seed, OKC? If the Jazz are healthy, I'll, I'll give them that two seed. Okay. I think OKC did make a couple of nice moves this offseason. The, the well. biggest one being ditching Carmelo. <laughs> That's true. I just that that just drives me insane. Like, you're so bad, you're so worthless to a team that they pay you. Well, I mean, Atlanta ended up footing the bill, but you get paid twenty eight million dollars to go away. Like, if you want, I I'll, I'll go away for a million dollars. I'll take one twenty eighth of the paycheck. <laughs> and it's okay. Like. I just don't understand it. They also added Dennis Schroeder for nothing. I thought that was a good ad. And then they picked up... Uh, Nerland Noel, too. Okay. And um, and, they, and then they picked up... I just call him TLC because I can never remember his name. The French dude from oh, the Oh, Timothy Lewau. Yeah, whatever. He's, he's an okay... Like, I think he can Philly. be a good 3 and D guy, so... Yeah. So I think they added depth. And they also have Deontay Burton, another point forward from Iowa State. So I'm always pro that. We do like the Cyclones. Um, I can honestly see the Thunder being the three seed and then the Lakers being the four seed and Houston being the five seed. And then Memphis, Denver, and whoever else can scrap over those bottom three seeds. Portland, New Orleans. So yeah, I th- I do think the West race will come down to the wire kind of like it did last year. And that's what makes it fun because really we all know who's going to win the championship again. So It's true. I'm really hoping the Celtics can make something happen. I I almost want to pick the Celtics to beat the uh, Warriors just because, like, Kevin Durant is just going out of his way to piss everyone off now, I swear. Because he was talking, did you hear, this is a couple weeks ago, so it's kind of old news now, but he was talking about how he's like, I'll never win Defensive Player of the Year because oh, people gosh. just hate me and blah, 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 blah. Like, he's a great defender. Let's not get that wrong. But he went on to say, like, people don't actually watch the games and this and that and the other. It's like, dude... You're on national TV every single week. People see plenty of you, and you are a good defender, but get out of here. It also helps when you have a supporting cast of 
He's not great even the best, defenders. He's not even the best defender on his own team. <laughs> no. Like, Draymond, the third best defender on seriously. his team. Well, he, I don't know. Maybe he's better than Clay, but it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's just to the point where, like, he's the guy who goes out of his way to tell you how much he doesn't care because he cares that much. Yes. And it's infuriating. Which is the it's most... infuriating. Yeah. Like, because I, I always hated, like, at recess in elementary school, like, my teams would always kick butt at everything on playground sports. And you had the other team who, once they realize they can't win, they're like, ah, we don't care. We're just screwing around. It's like, no, you do care. You're just not <laughs> as good as we are. Ugh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, let the record show I did not go to elementary school with you, so it does not <laughs> look poor upon me. That's true. They're all out doing At this Valley View High, this Valley View Elementary School that Actually, I was heard gonna, so much Sunday about. I was super bored at church, so I was going to screenshot Valley, where Valley View is in relation to Bountiful High and then Mueller Park, so you would have some idea. But I was like, nope, I'm not going to do it. He has to see it. I wouldn't believe it. I would take Photoshop. Exactly, that's, that's why I didn't do it. We'll see. Um, but going going back to Kevin Rant, like it's okay. Just if you if if you care that much, like if you're obsessed with your image and what people think, it's okay. Like fine, but don't don't pretend like you don't care. Don't go out of your way to make sure we all know how much you don't care. Yeah, it's like is isn't there like some famous scene from some TV show that I haven't seen? <laughs> I know this is very specific. But there's two guys in an elevator, and one guy's like, "I hate you so much," and the other dude's like, "I don't think about you at all." The more time and effort you put into saying that you don't care, the, the more, more you care. care. <laughs> and that's kind of how it is with KD. He has I mean, it's, it's not exactly like that because he hasn't talked about how he doesn't care. Actually, he kind of has. Yeah. He, he has a lot. He has a lot. He's like, yeah, I don't care. People can say what they want. And then he's also out there with burner accounts arguing with 14-year-olds. Yeah. Which so. I will also do when I'm famous, so it's okay. I'm, I'm, when I, if but I you'll own famous, it. You'll I, own yeah. it, and that's the difference. If it comes out, I'll be like, Heck you, you're yeah, gonna have a burner me. account. You're I'm, out here, to... I'm out here roasting twelve year olds. <laughs> I look forward to that day, honestly. Then that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> when you got to make burners for yourself. <laughs> I can't believe we made it this far in, and I haven't mentioned anything about the Red Sox. Wow. I ugh. I guess you got most of that out pre. It's true. I got that out after the pre show after the Yankees series too. Yeah, you. That was just so satisfying. The, uh, <laughs> you clinch the division in Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees are like, ah, oh, well, they're celebrating now, but we'll be celebrating later. And then you send the Yankees packing also in their own stadium. Oh, it's just fantastic. And, you know, people who say baseball is boring, sometimes they have a point because it can be really boring sometimes. But, like, the tension in the bottom of the ninth inning in that game four, that was just, that was insane. Like, I've never, I've never felt anything like that. Well, I think it's a lot of things you gotta emotionally invest in something. Oh, I'm in like I'm way more. I don't know why, but I'm way more emotionally invested in the Red Sox than I am to any of my other teams. Like I'm way too invested in all my teams as it is. But the Red Sox is like a whole other level, which is weird because baseball is like not even my favorite sport. So, I don't know. But that's the great thing about baseball and why I really like baseball, especially postseason baseball, is because it's kind of that climactic well, it's slow like ev- burn where just is everything new. is yeah it's yeah. slowly building up and then there's just all this tension that's built up and then something happens it's just huge release <laughs> but then but let's even I'll, I'll take you one better um like there was it was like a full count or whatever one two or something i don't know but gary sanchez is up ba- uh, base is loaded craig kimbrough can't hit the broad side of a barn and he fouled the pitch off so you get super tense and then he fouls it off and you're like everyone breathe oh we're gonna do it again here we go <laughs> Just every pitch, man. And people, I, and 
the one complaint I do have with baseball, and I used to argue against this, but now I'm on board. Sometimes it does it does take too long. And I'm not talking like the time of the game, but I just mean if baseball wants to speed up pace of play, which they're always talking about, they're limiting mound visits, which is good, but they need to limit just timeouts. Timeouts, period. Because there's unlimited timeouts. And like in every series, the Red, every game the Red Sox have played so far, you know, between the Yankees and the Astros, <clears throat> everybody's just stepping out of the box, stepping off the mound, stepping out of the box, stepping off the mound. It's like, let's just get this thing over with. So they do need to somehow put a cap on that. Like maybe you can only you can only step off once per batter, or you can only step out of the box once per at bat, or just something. Well, the lights on. I'm hungry. Well, I wanna go grab a Royale with cheese. Absolutely.